Have you tried CTC math yet with your child? Here's a testimonial from another happy homeschool mom. Amber said, I'm absolutely thrilled with CTC math. It's a rare find that I've used with my children for more than five years now. I have six children using CTC math and each child has found it easy to navigate and very applicable. I love seeing them enjoy this math program and grow in their mathematical journey. Thank you so much for all that you are doing in providing quality math lessons for my children. If you're looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com. That's ctcmath.com. Hey everyone, this is Yvette Hampton. Welcome back to the Schoolhouse Rocked podcast and welcome back to part of our Meet the Cast lineup. I am back today with Avanella. I'm so glad to have you back with me, Abby. Hi. I am so happy to be here. Hello. Well, we are excited because um, the last two days I have shared my testimony and the things that God has done in my life, some of the things I wish I had so much more time because there's so many details and it's so hard to not get really deep into the nitty gritty of all the details of things. But um, I kind of gave an overview of um, of me and my life and, and what God has done in our struggle with infertility and um, going through just some of the struggles that God has brought us through in our marriage and things like that. And, um, you know, it's funny, as a matter of fact, as I was, um, after I recorded that, I thought, I don't think I ended by saying one of the things I'm so grateful for is that now, this these years later, Garrett and I have a really good relationship, and I'm so thankful that we stuck it out. Oh, um, for sure, because yeah, too I, many people pull the plug and they don't get the fruit of all right. those beginning hardships. Yes, and I understand it. I really do. I understand right. why people often want to just throw in the towel and just say this is too hard. But right. I've often thought it's going to be just as hard with someone else. Like why, you know, the, the, what we have some friends actually who he would always say, you know, the grass is always greener when you water it instead of the grass is always greener on the other side. And, um, and it's true. God is faithful. And if we stick with the covenant that we made with him, God does amazing things through it. And so I'm so glad to be on this side of it. And, um, and I'm even thankful for the struggles that we went through, but, um, anyway, we are really excited to hear from you, Abby, and just hear what God has done in your life and um, some of the struggles and hardships you've been through. There's a lot of stuff that I don't even know about you. It's really funny, as we talked about before there, we've, we always, seems like are discovering funny things about each other that we didn't totally. know before, totally. like, you know, breaking it down and <laughs> stuff <laughs> totally. like that. Uh, um, So really quickly though, before you jump into your testimony, um, I wanna mm-hmm. share again, if you guys missed it in the first two episodes, that Abby and I are gonna be together um, at the HSLDA Leadership Conference, and we want to meet you. We have looked at our schedule. We've set aside an hour. It's as much as we could get, but we would really love to meet you. If you live anywhere near Hebron, Kentucky, we are going to be together. We're going to be there on uh, Thursday, September 23rd. We're going to be at the Marriott Cincinnati Airport Hotel in Hebron, Kentucky, and we're going to meet in the atrium. And we just have from 1.30 to 2.30 in the afternoon, But if you're within driving distance of there and you can come and meet us, we would absolutely love to just hug you and just get to know you uh, personally. That would be super fun for us. And so let us know. We have a form in the show notes of this, this episode that you can fill out and it's not to you know, sign up. It doesn't cost anything. Just, just so that we have an idea if anyone's actually going to be able to show up and meet us there. I know it's on a weekday. So if you need to bring your kids with you, feel free to do that. Um, But we would love to meet you. So we love kids. Bring your we kids. We do. 
that's that's the beauty of what we get to do is you get to bring your kids go on a field trip to yes. this hotel you can ride the elevator i bet for free right. <laughs> i mean my kids would love to do that that's fun have elevators around here that is super fun so, my- let us reiterate, you're not signing up like this is some incredible thing. We just need to know if like <laughs> if we're going to be by ourselves or not, because right. if we're going to be by ourselves, we'll probably go get a cup of coffee. But what we'd really love is to meet you guys. So please let us know if you're going to be there because then we'll be there. Yep. Sounds great. We'll put details in the show notes for that. Uh, but Abby, let's jump yes. into this. Tell us okay. about Abinella. Ah, <sighs> Well, it's so I was when you said, let's share our testimonies, I'm like, wow, that's a lot. Like the older you get, the more testimony you have of God's goodness in your life. And I could talk about God's goodness in my life forever, but I thought I would take us way back, like way back into the dark ages when (laughs) I was in school. Um, And this is actually a part of my testimony I very, very rarely share because I feel like just with what I do and and my season of life, I share more, you know, marriage testimony, which we'll get into that, or my testimony about why I homeschool or, you know, but um, I thought I would take us way back to who I was as a kid. And when I was a little girl, I was, I was, here you go, parents, I was a strong-willed child. <laughs> uh, at least that's what I hear <laughs> from my parents. Um, I was a pretty strong-willed kid, a pretty outspoken child. Um, and you know, I just, I had a normal childhood. I had neighborhood friends, school friends, the whole thing, you know, everything was really normal. My childhood, an incredible family, my mom and dad married solid. They're to this day married 50 some years. Um, and then when I got into middle school, I feel like in middle school, everything changes. Like no longer can you just play with any kid on the street that happens to have a baby doll, you know, or wants to ride a bike with you. Um, I feel like in middle school, it felt for me that kids stopped being kids and everybody just started to try to find themselves and figure out who they were. And, um, that's when I really found, well, let me back. So when I was a kid, I knew the Bible, I knew Bible stories. I had gone to, um, incredible camps. Um, so I've always known of God and, and I've never doubted or believed that the Bible was true. But you come to a certain point where you go from knowing of God to knowing God. And Mm -hmm. so in middle school, when everybody was kind of trying to figure out who they were and find themselves, that's really when I found myself in the Lord. It's really when I found God and um, my relationship with Him just, it was incredible. But because of that, um, I felt very like loneliness set in. I I literally cannot think of one other person that I grew up with um, in middle school that was a Christian. There was one gal that we didn't really hang out with socially that uh, that was a believer, but I was, I mean, there were not Christians where I grew up in the public school. They didn't exist, um, or I at least didn't know them. Um, and so the closer that I got to the Lord, the lonelier I felt that I got. Um, but the neat thing about that is it led me to this deep, like the Lord just called me. It led me to this deep relationship with God. I just poured myself into the word. I poured myself into prayer. I mean, I would spend hours in God's word and in prayer in the evenings, which is really, really rare for a middle schooler, actually. Um, It's rare for anyone. Yeah, right. (laughs) But I just felt like I had this, this hunger for God. And I think a lot of it is because at that age, you just have a hunger for relationship and acceptance. And because of my walk with God, the only one that I could have a really genuine relationship with was God himself. And 
just the acceptance of the Lord. Um, so I just, I couldn't get enough of God. And I just, I grew deeper and deeper in that relationship, but I grew lonelier and lonelier. Um, and, and even though I was surrounded by people constantly, um, you know, into my high school years, it, it wasn't that I was a loner. I mean, I had friends around me all the time. I was like runner up for prom queen. I was invited to every party. I, I had a very active social life, but I happened to be so unbelievably lonely because I was walking, I was walking my walk alone. So because I was a strong-willed child, I grew into a strong-willed teen. <laughs> um, and, you know, that played out in a lot of ways where one time in high school during our science class, our high school teacher, um, we it was test day and it was on Darwinism, it was on evolution. And I sat down with the test and I'm looking at these bubbles and it just, it just arose in me. I just couldn't. And I stood up in class and I said, excuse me, Mr. Barnes, um, <laughs> uh, this stuff isn't true. And everybody looked at me. And, you know, I think your normal high school kid would want to like crawl into a hole in the back of the room. But I really didn't. Like that just wasn't, I just, it's not who I am. Sure. I was like, there's like 20 kids in this class that you're lying to. And now you're asking <laughs> us to write this stuff down. And, uh, you know, I know I need to pass this class because I, I know my parents are going to be really mad if I fail. So I'm going to sit down and I'm going to fill in the bubbles. But what you need to know is that I'm filling in the bubbles that I know that you want me to fill in, but they're not true. So I'm going to write an F next to each of these bubbles <laughs> that stands for false so that you know that I know that this is all a bunch of bogus, hocus pocus because it's just not true. <laughs> uh, and Mr. Barnes, he, by the grace of God, he didn't hate me. And he said, all right, Abby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like We've been around this block before. <laughs> so that is just kind of always who I've been. I've just, I've always kind of been a truth teller. I've never been able to just go with the flow. I've never been able to just shut up and let lies fly around me. It's just, or to see an injustice or I just, it's just always who I've been. And, and honestly, I, I hated it about myself and we can get into that a little bit later but I just couldn't rest and have peace um, going with the flow. And so anyway, so I just, I want to encourage parents that have strong-willed children. Um, God made them that way. And honestly, in the world that we live in today, your child's strong will is going to be one of their greatest assets. They are going to be so blessed and benefit so very much from that strong will. So don't try to break that strong will. Instead, help them bring it under the Lord's authority and guide it in a good direction. Because kids these days, kids, when I went to school, we needed strong wills or yeah. we'd, get, we'd get destroyed. Yeah. Um, we still do today. Let's take yes. a quick break. We'll be right back. What we do at IEW is break through the, the noise of the grammar and the writing prompts. And we say, this is what you do step by step. And I've witnessed it over and over again, both watching Andrew teach and hearing from parents this is the best writing program. We've made it so easy and made it really affordable. So any mom can teach writing to their children using our course, and we guarantee it. To try three weeks of free lessons, visit IEW.com. We are back with Abby. Continue on, because this is we'll a good just story. Dive right in. Okay. Yeah. So, so here I am in high school, and um, I'm the strong-willed child. I, I'm not just going with the flow. I'm not um, caving into peer pressure. I never did. I always stood. And and it's funny because 
like I said, I still had a lot of friends. I still ran, but they just all knew this about me. It just, it wasn't a big deal. It's how I was. They knew I wasn't going to do all the things that everybody was doing. They knew, they knew that I had a relationship with God. They didn't know God, but they knew that I was this religious is what they thought person. But, um, but I, I still had all these friends and, um, what's hard is I, well, okay. So I was, I was, you know how they in high school you have yearbook and they have like yeah. most likely to succeed and most likely to be a whatever, you know? Right. Um, okay. So I got most stubborn. Oh, I kid you not. Like <laughs> I didn't even know that was a thing, but the yearbook came out. I'm like, what? They all, my whole class, all my whole class voted me on most stubborn. Oh my goodness. And I think when I look back, I'm like, that is my strong will. That's because yeah. I stood in science class and said, I'm just, I'm not going to do it. And everybody's like, just sit down, shut up and do it. And I'm like, I just, can't. I just, I can't. It's not truth. Like, and then I just always said, but if you knew the God that I know, you couldn't do it. You couldn't, I can't break God's heart by buying into a lie, you know? And so anyway, so, but the reality is, is I was a young teenager, you know, I was 14, 15, 16, and I still was impressionable. I mean, kids, by nature, we do want to fit in. I mean, we do have to somehow out of survival when you're in that system, fit in one way or another. And so every single day I would go into this battle zone and, and it would, it, it just, it was, I felt like I was going into this war zone Mm -hmm. and I was strong and my faith was solid and I wanted to be salt and light. Like all these parents say, you know, and I could withstand the pressures, all these things I hear parents say, but the truth is, is I was in there alone. I didn't have older, wiser, godly women walking down the halls, encouraging me as I was, you know, it, it was lonely. It was unbelievably lonely because you're thrown into this secular system and it's not like they they give you people to do. I was completely alone and it started to take a toll on me emotionally. It started to take a toll on me spiritually, because the reality is when you look at God's word, those years, I should have been home being brought up and trained in the Lord and in his truth. And and although my parents did, it's like, what, you have a half hour at night after school yeah. dance, you know, homework. Um, and, and I read God's word now and I'm like, this is why God calls kids during those impressionable years, during those young years where, where you're still just trying to figure out who you are, let alone having to go stand in, in this situation. Um, but, but regardless, I, I was thrown in and I did stand and I was salt and light. And I know I made an impact because I, to this day, have people say, man, your faith, you know, years later, now I'm walking in the Lord. And I just remember looking back on your faith in school. But, um, but here's where the story gets hard is even though I was all those things strong, I stood, I, I, it, it nearly cost me my life. And my junior year in high school, I was not depressed. I was, the word weary is an understatement. I was in a battle every single day. I was thrown under the front lines of a war that I was not strong enough, even though I was strong, to stand. And um, I just remember crying out at night to God saying, I don't belong here. This isn't my world. I'm not strong enough to fight this battle and I have no one to fight it with me. And I'm ready to go home, Jesus. Like, I'm ready to be with you. And um, my junior year in high school, I ended up attempting to take my own life. And um, 
through a series of many things, um, I, I executed that process and I did it in a way that I wanted to make sure that nobody, everybody understood this is, I, I had the quote unquote perfect life. I had the most incredible parents. I was popular, I, all these things, but, um, I just needed to be with, I wanted to be with Jesus because it, it was too much for me in my youth to withstand day in and day out, eight hours a day, um, a godless setting where I had to fight tooth and nail to maintain my faith. It was just too much. And so I um, I woke up in the hospital and had all the beepers around me and my parents were looking over me. And there are very few times I've heard the Lord um, audibly. And that day I heard him say, I have you here for a reason. And it's not your time. Um, I'm not bringing you home yet. And that was the day I really surrendered and realized we're in it for the long haul, you know? Um, but I was still a kid. I was a junior in high school. And so I just, I clung to the Lord for the next two years. Um, and it was hard. I still to this day shudder when I think of children in the schools. And it's not because the schools were horrible for me. They weren't. I, I didn't, I was never bullied. I don't know what that was like. I got incredible grades. I was respected by my teachers. I had amazing friends. It's because I was a Christian and I wanted with everything in me to walk out my faith. And I was a child in a place that I wasn't meant to be. And so when I hear parents, um, when I hear parents say, you know, my kid can handle the schools. My kid is rooted in the word. My kid is salt and light. My kid is so strong. They're not influenced. I just feel this pit in my stomach because I felt like they were describing me. Yeah. And yet I know what that kid is feeling. And, you know, I never expressed it to my parents and I would bet most of these kids wouldn't because I didn't want my parents. Sure. I didn't even understand. I was too young to even cognitively wrap my head around what I'm telling you now. Right. You know, all I knew is that I was too weary. I was too tired and I just, I just couldn't do it anymore. Um, so if there's any parents that are listening to this that feel like, you know, my kids can handle it. You know, my kids are every night at home, we're doing devotions and we're in church on the weekends and they go to amazing camps. Um, the truth is, is it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because it's not what God designed. God didn't design your child to be on the front lines of the battle every single day by themselves as a child. Jesus himself, when he was a child, was home with his parents. He didn't go into ministry till he was in his 30s. And Jesus himself didn't go it alone. He was surrounded by people. And when when you're a Christian in the public schools, you are alone and it is lonely and it's a fight and a battle that you haven't been prepared for. And so, um, you know, it almost cost me my life. And they basically told my parents, make arrangements. She's not coming out of this. And then it was only but a miracle wow. that I walked away from the hospital weeks later. Um, and, and here I am today. And um, did God use it for good? Absolutely. He absolutely used it for good. Um, and so before we go to another break, I want to say um, another thing that I wrestled with as, as I was young, and, and we can talk a little bit more of how God used this as an adult, but I hated the way God made me. I hated that I was outspoken. I hated that I would stand up and speak when everybody else could just quietly do what they were told, even though they knew it was wrong. 
You know, I hated that I would see something wrong and not be able to just go with the flow. Um, I cried out to God constantly that that he would change me, that I would be that quiet girl in the corner that would just fill out the bubbles, not have to, you know, share my faith with everybody. Um, and I prayed for him to change me over and over and over. And and he never did. Um, he never did. To this day, he hasn't changed me. And, um, and then when we come back from a break, I can tell you a little bit about what he did with all of that and yeah. who I am. <laughs> well, let's leave that as a cliffhanger. We are out of time for this episode, but we're going to come back tomorrow and hear the rest of your story. Abby, thank you for okay. sharing with us. Thank you for just being open and honest about what God has done. You know, when we go through difficult times, if we don't use those somehow for His mm-hmm. glory, um, it almost just seems pointless. And, right. Um, and so I'm grateful that you are willing to be open and honest and vulnerable with our audience about this. So uh, we'll be back with you guys again tomorrow to hear the rest of Abby's story. Thank you for joining us. Please share this with a friend and um, please leave a review on iTunes. We would really appreciate it if you did that. Have a great afternoon and we'll see you back tomorrow. Bye. Every year, parents just like you are discovering Classical Conversations, a vibrant, supportive Christian homeschooling program that's been equipping parents since 1997 with the resources, tools, guidance, and encouragement they need to homeschool their children with confidence and prepare them for a lifetime of success. Visit our website at classicalconversations.com to find a nearby community and learn more about homeschooling the Classical Conversations way. Classical Conversations, Christian homeschooling simplified.